Have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast, and I have a very special guest with me here today. I've got Jamie Murray, the author of How Many Kids You Have. Uh, just went out on pre-launch now, pre-sale, and she's here with me today. Hi, Jamie. Good morning. So awesome to have you on the show. I'm just going to do a formal introduction, and then we're going to dive right in and talk about all things blending families and, you know, your book and everything else that's going on. So here we go. Let's learn about Jamie. She is a CFO at the commercial construction company she owns and operates with her husband and now author to the much anticipated book. It'll be out officially in April titled, How Many Kids Do You Have? Jamie became a mother at 17 years old. She went on to earn her bachelor's degree in sociology and a master of arts at degree in women's studies at Texas Women's University in North Texas. Before becoming an entrepreneur and author, Jamie was a high school English teacher for many years. Today, she spends her days juggling the demands of running a family, a business, and building a brand centered around saying out loud what blended families all over the world are managing in silence. Jamie met her husband a decade ago and each brought children from previous relationships. For years, Jamie struggled to balance her role as a mother and a stepmom while trying to create the bonded blended family. After years of fruitlessly searching for a resource that reflects her family, she finally decided to create it for herself. I love that. I'm such a huge, you know, advocate for if it doesn't exist, make it exist. Right. So I think that's so great. And I've had the honor and privilege to be able to read your book in advance because I'm your publisher and it's, it's such an honor. I'm so happy to have you here finally on the show. And I just, I think changing the narrative around these topics of blending, I like how you call it blending families. You know, it's, it's so important because you're right. You know, we, we don't talk about it enough. And when we do talk about it, we get in trouble for it. Right. And we'll talk about that too. So tell me a little bit about yourself, not the bio version, you know, the, the real Jamie, tell me, tell me a bit about your story. Oh, a lot of people ask me, how long did this book take to write? And I always answer, Ooh, a year, 22 years, something in between. Um, it's been a manifestation of seriously a journey on motherhood since I was 17 years old. Um, so I already had one son, my husband had two, we came together, we had an, um, one together and then just tried to hang on. (laughs) Um, Really, I guess my story starts in North Texas very, very long ago. (laughs) Um, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think, 
I, I, I really enjoyed reading your book because I guess technically we are a blending family as well because um, my, my hubby came with what I call a ready-made. <laughs> he was, mm-hmm. you know, a little beautiful six-year-old boy who's now 15 years old. It's just like, where does time even go? And, you know, it, it was one of those things where, you know, he looks like me physically. So people always thought, you know, oh, you must have been a teenager when you had your baby. And I'm like, oh, and it's just it's so interesting to me. And now we have two, he has two little brothers as well. And, you know, it, it is a process, the whole blending of families. It's, it's not an easy one, full of challenges, but it is a beautiful one. And I always said, you know, my, everyone who knows me listening in on this knows my story. So I won't bore anyone with my whole story, but um, those who don't know, you know, my parents were foster parents. So I had the the privilege of being the only biological child to my parents, but having over 40 siblings growing up. So at a very young age, I learned the process of love being a choice, right? You're not stuck with anyone. You're not, you know, love is a choice. And, you know, the whole blood is thicker than water scenario. I've always really disliked that idea because it doesn't matter if, the same blood runs through your veins, you choose whether you choose your partner, why can't you also choose your children in a sense too, right? So um, I love that, you know, your book and your blog and everything you focus on touches on you know, the real challenges, not, not what you see on social media or, you know, this like fancy Instagram feed, but the real challenges of blending a family and how, you know, it's not easy. So I wanted to dive into this a little bit, you know, what does it, what does it look like? Like, what does your own blended family conflict look like? And what would you tell someone who is just starting on this journey of their own? I think conflict in a blended family simply can't be avoided. Um, and I think that that's our biggest misconception about a blending family. And we are always blending. Um, it's not a done process. That's why I use that term because you can be a year in, you can be 20 years in, you're still going to be blending. Everyone is changing. Everyone is always growing. Um, and something I really hope that I communicated really clearly in the book was the specific conflicts because I think we spend so much of our time believing that we're the only family with these problems. And then in my journey, I went out to find these resources. I was like, oh my God, how do I manage being a mother and a stepmother in the same moment? For me, that was one of the hardest challenges. How do I know how to mother this child, but stepmother this child in the exact same moment? Super hard. And when you go to find the resources, what I felt like I found was just a bunch of seven easy steps to your blended family. And just a bunch of, if you do these things, everything's going to be great. Um, And I wanted something that told me everything is not going to be great. Um, and that's okay. And so that's what I wanted to give to the world is that piece that just says, 
we can only manage our conflict. We cannot get rid of it. It, That is unrealistic. And I think um, that was the biggest challenge for me and even my husband for us to both come to terms with. We thought we were shooting for this moment in time that was going to clarify and bond and solidify our blended family. And when that didn't happen, we were going, well, wait, what are we doing wrong? (laughs) Um, And we weren't necessarily doing anything wrong. Doesn't mean there's no room for improvement, but we weren't doing anything wrong. We just were not fully accepting the dynamics in which our family existed in. Yeah. Well, and I think, so being a publisher, being a writer, you know, having created collaborative books and everything that I do, the real reason I do what I do is because I think the most important message for anyone is to know that they're not alone. It's to know that what they're experiencing, albeit independent from others. And yes, every experience is unique, but that doesn't mean you're alone. It doesn't mean that how you're feeling, you're alone. It doesn't mean that what you're going through, you're alone. It means that somebody else out there has experienced and worked through and came out the other side of XYZ situation, right? I think it was Oprah once said that, um, you know, whatever emotions you're feeling, like they're not completely unique or independent from what other people have felt before. There's only so many emotions. There's only so many feelings, right? So the reason we are able to identify these feelings and these emotions are with labels. And the reason they have labels is because other people have experienced them before. And I think that that little nugget that makes you feel comforted in knowing that somebody has been through that. So I think it's amazing what you've done in writing this book, because you're right. You know, people don't need another how-to manual. They don't need a, you know, opinions and, you know, these, these things saying do this because it's not a one size fits all model. Nothing is, there's no right or wrong answers. There's no, you know, do this and it'll be better or do this and you'll never argue again. We all know that that's not going to happen. Right. Share your story. Yeah. Yes. And it just sets us up for disappointment when that doesn't happen. And it makes us believe the narrative that what we're doing is failing or not worth it. Um, when we find ourselves in those dark moments, because we're all so scared to say out loud what we're all managing in private. Yeah. Yes. And I think recently, and you know, I, I hope you're open to sharing this. I didn't ask you before we started recording, but <laughs> I just I wrote a book that recently. shares everything. So <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's why I figure it's okay. But I know recently you shared, so you call your, the baby with you and your husband, you're our baby. And mm-hmm. I know that I got some, some negative feedback and I want to know like, what, what do you think the reason for that is? And how do you navigate moments like that? Because obviously writing a book as, as intimate as this book that you've just written, sharing some personal details of your life and your family and your story, you know, you're going to get that. It comes from all areas of all expertise everywhere in the world, right? I get it every day. <laughs> Everyone knows I talk about my reviews, my bad reviews all the time. Brene Brown talks about her bad reviews as feedback. So like, I think if you're subject to reviews, period, bad or good, I mean, it means that you're making an impact because if you 
sit in silence, you do nothing, say nothing, be nothing, right? Then there's no room for feedback of any kind, but you're out there moving and shaking, making a difference, advocating for the people, you know, that comes with both positive and negative reviews. So I just want to hear your thoughts on that and like how you navigated through that. Because I think when you're talking about a controversial topic, like family dynamics and, you know, all family related topics are controversial sleep, breastfeeding, you name it. Right. And that's what we talk about on this show. I call it the gray areas of motherhood, because I think there needs to be a change in the narrative for the do what's right for your family and don't give a beep about what anyone else thinks. Right. So tell, tell me a bit about that experience. Well, I did. Um, I had my first troll and it struck me for a second, it hit my heart. And then I just had to back up, of course, contact your favorite publisher and mm-hmm. she gives you words of words of wisdom, but yeah, I, I was somewhat prepared for that when I started writing this book because it is intimate and it is, um, the purpose is to, again, make everyone feel less alone. And the only way we can do that is by saying our truth out loud. So my truth is not just my truth. Like you just said, it's everyone's truth and just finding a way to explore those ideas while not overexposing your own family, that was a tricky balance. Um, So the things that are out there in the book are sensitive and they're tough and they're all the things that I know everyone else is managing. And what I really walked away from that last experience with um, was that not only are we all managing these problems, but we're all in different stages of managing these problems. So the stage in that I'm in today managing our conflict is very different than the stage I was in eight years ago or 10 years ago managing our conflict. Um, I was more angry 10 years ago. I was more resentful 10 years ago. I was more jealous 10 years ago. So if I can remember where I was then and know that I would not have been as open to certain pieces of this story a decade ago as I am today. So I'm trying to just keep in mind, and hopefully as people read it, they see themselves and it causes them to to grow and challenge themselves and question their own parts in these families a little bit more. And so I'm kind of just chalking it up to, you know, there's going to be flack and um, people are going to shit talk and (laughs) that's, um, it's just going to happen. And I'm just going to believe that that's where they are in that journey. It doesn't mean that's where they're always going to be. And and I think when we're faced with anything that immediately challenges what we have chosen or come to believe to be true, there's some backlash involved with that. Um, And it was, this one was over the term, our baby. And I'll be honest, I don't even love that term. (laughs) Um, I don't love a lot of the terms that blended families get tagged with. Um, But the truth is also that there's just not a lot of terminology for us out there. So, you know, choose your words and, but don't take any of them too personally because they're all just labels. Um, And, and we have to just, again, really that's 
even more of a reason for us to have to create dialogue around what a blended family culture looks like. It can't be one word. It can't be a few words to define us. It has to be lots and lots of words because that's what it takes. No, I totally agree. And if we live in such an interesting time right now, right? If it's hard to say anything because uh-huh. every, everything can be taken the wrong way. You know, we're all learning, we're all unlearning, we're all changing, we're all evolving. Like this year has been a very large adjustment for, for all families and for every human being, right? It's been a crazy, crazy year. So I think at the end of the day, everyone just needs to sort of be kind. We just need to be kind, right? If we're sharing our truth, that's our truth to share, right? The judgments and the shaming and the, you know, I always say I've had bad reviews. I get bad reviews all the time. I get judged. I get criticized all the time. And like I said, I think when that happens, it's a pat on the back that your life is important (laughs) enough that you're making a big enough impact that, you know, you're, you're, you're actually getting reviews, whatever that's for. But I do, I think we need to start normalizing the ability to share one's truth without criticism, without judgment, just to be able to speak it. And you don't know who you're going to help. You don't know who, whose life you're going to change or touch in some way. Right. So it's important to get it out there. So power to you for, for doing what you did. I think it takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery to, to be that vulnerable and to share those pieces, those intimate pieces. So that being said, I'm curious, you know, the relationship side of things in a blended family, like obviously there's already pressure in a blended family on your relationship. So how do you, how would you share and, and tell people that are maybe going through it, like how to, to make your marriage work or how to make your relationship work while dealing with a blended family? And how does that look like for you? Oh, I have had to not only learn, but embody the word forgiveness. Um, And everyone, I think we're all better at that now. We, it was harder, excuse me. It was much harder in the beginning to be able to look um, at everyone's roles and it not impact your marriage. And it, you know, the, the kids on transition day, your biological kid at home, the hour baby, whatever you want to call it, stuck in the middle. Um, the dynamics in any given day can feel like they are suffocating a marriage. And I think lowering your expectations and understanding that when you lower your expectations, that does not mean that you're not still looking for the best in your family. That's not a sacrifice. It's realistic. (laughs) And um, when I was able to go, okay, my husband may not respond in any given scenario the way that I want him to, or the way that I think he should. Those are the terms you really have to get over for your marriage to flourish. You know, it cannot be about someone else reacting the way that you think they should. They, you have to respect that they are going to react the way that they think they should, just like I'm going to react the way that I think I should. Um, letting go of control and forgiveness. 
for me have been the two components that have significantly helped our marriage. Absolutely. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I think that's true, whether you're in a blended family or a blending family or not, right? It's, it's all relationships because parenting in general. So even when, you know, you're, you have a husband and a wife and three kids, biological kids, there's still different parenting modalities and styles in each parent, depending on, you know, how they were raised, depending on experiences that they've had, you know, and I I find it with my husband all the time. We're always, you know, oops, mom said you couldn't do that. And oh, I, well, I let you do that always. (laughs) Right. So it's, it's about expectations for sure. You have to quell those expectations because it's not always going to look the way you want it to look. And it, it really is about, you know, forgiveness and growing together as, as individuals and as a family, you need to grow and learn through experiences the same way you do when you start a business, the same way when you write a book, anything that's new territory, requ- there's no manual. Nobody says, oh, okay, you've got two kids and oh, here's a blended one. And oh, here's a stepchild. Here's your manual. There isn't right. one, right? There's no yeah. one size fits all thing that's going to work for, for everyone that's in that same situation, right? So nobody's going to hand you instructions and tell you how to like do it. You have to figure it out. It's trial and error. It's, you know, managing expectations, forgiveness, you know, figuring out what works in a sense, throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks and what doesn't work. Right. You'll know pretty quickly what doesn't work, I think. And yeah, it's, it's that's parenting. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. <laughs> right? I do though. I think that there's an added component though, with a blended family. Um, that, you know, that just, uh, it makes it that much harder because and something I talk a lot about in the book is this concept of bringing everyone's histories with them. You know, these are not our histories. These are not even the history that my husband and I personally created. These are other people's histories that impact me every single day in my marriage as a mother in my home. And so I think going back, we are all on this growth journey, but most importantly, especially in a blended family, we are not all on the same growth journey. (laughs) And so one person may be experiencing that shift, that consciousness growth, whatever you want to call it. Another person may not be at that time, and then you may switch. So I think I've had to really come to appreciate that when I am in a growing phase, that does not mean my husband is in a growing phase in that minute. And when he is ready to make some changes in himself, that doesn't mean I am automatically at the same place in the race with him. Um, And more often than not, I think that's the truth. I don't think that we grow, you know, marriages, two people in a marriage, they don't grow as if they are vying for first place in this race. Like they're not on the same timelines necessarily. And so having forgiveness and grace when you and your partner are on different timelines of growth has been significantly impactful for our overall family happiness, really. I love that. I just pictured like, you know, the baggage carousel at the airport. I just pictured (laughs) that, like these suitcases, these heavy bags, just going around, going around in circles, right? Because we do, we all come with baggage, especially, you know, 
you had a child at 17 years old, right? Like that's, that was a while ago. You know, I'm not going to like throw your age down. <laughs> I don't care. Right. It's like, yeah. we all come with baggage when we start relationships in our thirties you know, and our twenties, even like we come with baggage and yes, it's ours to carry, but we're also asking for somebody else to support that. Right. Cause we can't carry it alone forever and ever. Right. It's, it's something that we need to support with. So I think that's really beautiful. Um, that we're not all on the same trajectory. We're not all growing together, but it's important that we support each other's growth for where we're at. It's important that we see each other for where we're at and respect that and, you know, allow that to blossom its own time. I think that's really powerful. Crazy. Well, I'm so excited for your book. Tell me, when does it come out? I mean, I know, but tell our listeners when it comes out. <laughs> Um, what they can expect and, you know, where to, where to find you if they, if they want to know more and track you down. Okay. It's on pre-sale currently. It'll be out and available everywhere. April 20th. My website is under construction should be done any day. So hopefully I can start sending everyone back over there, sort of revamping it. And then you can always find me on Instagram at how many kids do you have? And I'm on there almost every day trying to just create new content, trying to remind people how to love their family, how to show their family's grace, how to grow with each other, how to forgive. Yeah. All so powerful stuff. Well, thank you so much for being here, Jamie. And I cannot wait to have my hands on your book. It's a very different experience when you're reading like the manuscript and when you're actually holding the physical copy in your hands. I can't wait for you to experience that too. And I will link everything in the show notes so people can find you and, you know, come say hello. Thanks for being awesome. Here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it.